Welcome to Thirst, a reality TV podcast proudly produced in Canada. You talking about the thirst trap? With your favorite washed up Canadian reality TV personalities, Anil and Netta. Thirsty for more. Each week, catch up on the latest reality TV drama. Here. Oh my god, neither of us can do that. Over 200 reality shows. It's good stuff. Go to heyyou.ca or download the app to get your favorite reality shows for $5.99 per month. Hey You, reality on demand. Hey You, hey welcome you. back to Thirst. I like that, it's so cute. Uh, we have to do this, but if you haven't done so already, please subscribe on iTunes and take the minute to write a review. And it really takes like two seconds. Two seconds. Like um, five. Yeah, maybe maybe 6.4, but... Like 6.7. <laughs> <laughs> super quick. Uh, we're super excited today. We have a great guest. We have Evan Bedell from Project Runway Canada. He won, and he is now competing on the International Virgin, which has actually been very sick. Did you just say Virgin? Virgin. 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 <laughs> it's like how you say Justin Bieber. Bieber. Yeah, he's not competing for an International Virgin. That's the Colton. <laughs> That's Colton. That's The Bachelor. It's a totally different show. Um, but we're excited. But before we bring him out, I do want to talk and start our first segment, Thirst with a Pop. Thirst with a Pop. Who popped off in this week's juiciest feud? Which is this Beverly Hills fight that has shaken the housewife's stratosphere. I mean, it's the premiere of the Beverly Hills, and we've been complaining for two seasons how much this show has sucked. It's been awful. And it starts with a bang. It literally, I don't know, the group of producers that got in a room that was like, we need to revitalize the show, they did everything right with that premiere. I mean, they did, but like, they had nothing to do with Lisa's poor, like, brother dying. I think that's the only reason this premiere was as dramatic as it was, is because Lisa let down, like, her walls weren't there anymore. We saw through, through everything. Yeah, we're seeing Lisa Vanderpump in such a rare form, and this is some tea that she wanted to take the year off, and Andy Cohn was like, do it. Like, so I wonder if it's because we literally have never seen this Lisa Vanderpump. No, and my heart breaks for her. Like, it's really a devastating thing to watch her, like, just break down so much, and she's so devastated. That one fight that the show opens up with, with her and Kyle and Jerry, like, three months earlier. Oh, Oh my God, that fight literally hurts my heart. Seeing Kent screaming at her? Yeah. Oof. I don't know. I don't know. This is going to be a really heavy season to watch, but so good to the point where it's like I almost feel guilty that I'm enjoying it. I get what you're saying because there is kind of this dark looming cloud over it because the reason why it's so crazy is the suicide of the brother. Yeah, because like Lisa can't hold her shit in right now. Like usually she can put up with these women, she can bite her tongue or whatever, and now it's like she doesn't have the energy or the patience or whatever for that anymore. So now it's just all health loose. Yeah, let's just talk about this fight at the beginning for a second. We literally hear like a demon come out of... Todd's voice where he's like, Goodbye, Kyle. You're like, not her friend. <laughs> he was they were really, really oh, mad. Uh, that's a feud. And I, then the dog the dog chasing after the door and the door slamming <laughs> shut. It like has some, someone's made that into a Jeff, right? Oh my god, it has to be because it's it's pretty iconic and Kyle and Lisa have been friends. We've seen them kind of go through it, but never like that. Ah. Uh, 
No, they fought a lot. Like, what about on the boat, on the yacht, remember? They true, fight. They fight true. a lot. They have a very, very weird relationship where it's like they're the definition of frenemies. Yeah, true. And it's such a Beverly Hills thing to be mm. mean girls, too. It really does play into that battle queen bee. Like, I wonder what happened last year was, like, the fight of, like... Dorit, really. Dorit was in the yeah. middle of them. Now it's, what. what is the issue now? So I think that off-season, Teddy and Kyle got very close. Oh, right. And on. yeah, they, they really hang out all the time on Insta stories. You see them together all the time. So I think that that shift of friendship upset Lisa Vanderpump a little bit. Oh, well, now she's getting like a taste of her medicine with what happened with Dorit last year. Exactly. And to make matters worse, on top of all of this, the Dorit dog story. Oh my god, the like, dog Like, you know story. what I mean? If we didn't have any more layers, we have Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy. What does that mean? That's her name. That's what? the dog's name. No. <laughs> and that's why the episode was called Lucy Lucy Apple Wait, Juicy. is that why they gave her up? Because she has such a bad name? <laughs> I would give that dog up too. Well, because of the vicious attack on PK's face. <laughs> they made that seem as though she bit off his Year. Literally, my cat gives me more scratches in like a day. <laughs> and I mean, listen, I get that like there's children, maybe the dog's not for you. There's protocol, like Lisa says at dinner with them, that you have to follow, which I totally get. And it's come out online that they have not paid the $5,000, which is interesting because I will say this is that, for example, let's say. I borrowed a dog from you or vice versa. I wouldn't expect you to pay the $5,000, but I would expect. I don't know, like a, a donation or like yeah. let me, you know Especially what I mean? Especially when you're as rich as these people are. You know what I mean? Exactly, not, yeah. Money's not a problem to them. Now it's a, more of a show of, uh, not solidarity, that's not the right like word. Like an apology. Like, yeah, yeah, it's an apology. It's just being a good human now. Okay, sure, you didn't read the contract with a fine tooth comb before, oh, but like now that you know what the contract is, just make it up to your friend. Yeah, exactly. And it's all so weird. But this is the looming question. I think we're going to hear about this all season. Is who leaked the dog story? Cool. I have a theory, but I want to know what who you Well, think. obviously they're trying to make us think it's Lisa Vanderpump. Yes. But if anything, I think it's like... Kyle. Imagine. I really do, because I think this was Kyle getting in between Dorit and Lisa. From, like, last season, Kyle was obsessed with their friendship, and now all of a sudden she's all like, ooh, I've got my own friends, I've got Teddy. And like, no, no, Kyle, you tried. Wow. I swear to God, Kyle knew everything. Kyle knows everything. I don't You're, know, that's just my guess. I mean, that would make for great TV. And, the, I mean, the trailer says the real story is even more shocking. Do you think we'll actually find out the real story? I think so. I think that there's so much. Like, remember the whole, we spent a whole season about Pantygate. We spent Pantygate. a whole season of this, like, love Pantygate. triangle. That was so funny. That I was think, so stupid. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely going to be hitting us hard. But I do have a theory. I think that John Sessa... The guy that runs Vanderpump Dogs. Oh, oh, the random. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. I think that he leaked it. And who the fuck is he? He, like, basically runs it, the day-to-day -day operations. Okay, but has he been a big part of the show before, or is this the first time we're seeing him and he's starting a lot of drama? No, he was involved. We've seen him pop up, and then he's been involved when they did that Yulin documentary. Okay, so this is the thing that... So he wants a Vanderpump, uh, like, pump rules to happen for, like, the dog. <laughs> and he wants to be the Tom Schwartz. No, not even Tom Schwartz. He wants he to be the He would be the, the Sheena, really. He wants to be the Sheena. Because Sheena's the reason why Vanderpump even exists, if you really think about it. Oh, shit, you're right. She did yeah. tell her Blanca, that whole storyline. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, but I think he leaked it, and this is where it gets interesting, because I do think that... 
Lisa knows that he leaked it, but she didn't tell him to. I don't think, I think he did it all on his own thing and it's getting foggy because she knew about it, but it was too late. So like, you know what I mean? If you know about something and it's already been leaked and you didn't tell that person to leak it, how can you fault her? No, honestly, I think you're very spot on with that, but I just hate it because mine was juicier. Yeah, yours is a lot juicier. <laughs> but yours makes sense because this John guy was like, he was literally inserting himself as much and Lisa was like shut the fuck up shut the fuck up and like he kept like talking about the story he was crying in the corner I was like who point. like I was so he literally <laughs> wants he needs to be a cast member or something that's what he's aiming for so it speaking of Lisa shutting it down apparently on Teddy and Kyle's blog they both talk about it like if you really want Teddy the Kyle story had a joint blog no individuals the Bravo oh. blogs for Beverly Hills you all need to read because it's been spilling some they, major tea they all write their own blogs on there yeah, like, I think that they contractively like have to... sits down and writes a blog. There's been some, like, on other housewives, like, somebody hires people yeah, to do their okay. blog, but in Teddy and Kyle, they basically say, like, if you really didn't want the story out and wanted to shut it down, you would have told John to never bring out Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy. Yeah, who brought out Lucy Lucy Apple John. Juicy? I know, but John wants to be a cast member. <laughs> That's why he did that. Or did Lisa, like, know what was happening? I don't think Lisa knew, to be honest. I think that Lisa new I think that she is just like painting by numbers like oh fuck but I have to protect Dorit so let me shut this down and it's like I think that like she has no brain function rightfully so her brother committed suicide and this is all coming out and then she's like wait this is terrible like Dorit uh, and PK are gonna fucking kill me it's just catching up to her like everything has happened and then she gets caught up to it almost like yes, too late exactly and she's like oh no Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy is already out of the box <laughs> exactly <laughs> he's like full frame front and center I think that yeah I think that we're so used to a controlling Lisa Vanderpump mm. that she has so little now. control but the cast is used to her being in control that it's really fucking weird, yeah. And I almost feel like Denise Richards is a throwaway now. Because no, it's no, like, no, it's only been one episode. We haven't seen anything of her. She's not comfortable yet with the cast. Like, they're still at the point where they're questioning her about Charlie Sheen. You know what I mean? Yeah, We're maybe, gonna move on. She's hopefully. gonna be And we, I need to see a confessional look. She had no confessional. No, because it's fucking... Lisa Vanderpump's, like, just dying yeah, right true. now. I mean, it was... It was hands down one of the best premieres I think the only Beverly Hills premiere that rivals this and it was still such a dark moment it's crazy how the dark moments are the best but when Taylor Armstrong's husband killed himself oh you say that's a best moment well no not a best moment <laughs> like a, a best premiere happening you know what I mean like like, like watching that play out on the right, premiere right, episode right. was crazy um, and knowing what eventually happens which is kind of what here we know that this fight Kyle is going to happen, mm -hmm. so it definitely makes for a better premiere. I hope the fight isn't, like, at the end. I hope it just happens two episodes in and we're not left waiting all season long for it. Yeah, you're right. I hope it happens at least mid-season right. and then there's a half a season It's not it. like that, I mean, it's juicy, but it's not that, that juicy. It's not Luan getting arrested <laughs> that, like, I want to wait a whole season for. Yeah, I can't wait for our New York girls to be back. Oh, they my God. They never disappoint. Um, but, okay, are we ready to bring out our guest? Yes, let's do it. 
Hey You is here. Oh my God, neither of us can do that. Over 200 reality shows. It's good stuff. Go to heyyou.ca or download the app to get your favorite reality shows for $5.99 per month. Hey You, reality on demand. All right, we're super excited today. We have the winner of Project Runway Canada and currently competing on Project Runway All-Stars, which is an international winner's edition. Huge. It's actually really, really cool. Um, Bedell is in the house. How are you? Hello, I'm well. Okay, so in today's segment of Who Said That, we're doing RuPaul or Michael Kors. Who said that? Who said that? Who said that? So basically, we're going to read you the quote, and you just have to guess RuPaul or Michael Kors. Okay. There's five of them. Okay, I'll start. I was like, oh my god, the art teacher is on an acid trip. It's Betty White on Dancing with the Stars. RuPaul. Nope, that was Michael Kors. <laughs> I was kind of like, oh my god, the art teacher's on an acid trip. This, it's, you know, Betty White on Dancing with the Stars. Okay, the next one. She looks like a Victorian cocktail waitress in Las Vegas. She looks like her ass is in the front. Michael Kors? Ding, ding, ding. Oh, yes. that's Michael Kors. That's insane. Yeah. She looks like a Victorian cocktail waitress in Las Vegas. She looks like her ass is in her front. Okay. Kind of looks like you would see on a sail rack in an active apartment. Her activity looks like a buffet on a cruise. I mean, she could put cookies in her pockets. Michael Kors. Ding, 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 ding. Kind of looks like something you would see on the sail rack in an active department. Her activity looks like she's going to a buffet on a cruise. I mean, she could put cookies in her pockets. Okay. I don't want to hear any more goddamn excuses. RuPaul. <laughs> I don't want to hear any goddamn excuses. Be prepared. We didn't have time to re-rehearse. Make it work. Make it work. Fucking make it happen. I don't want to hear any goddamn excuses anymore. But look at me. Look at me, goddamn it. I come from the same goddamn place she comes from. And here I am, and you don't see me walking out. No, I'm not walking out. I fucking learn how to act around people and deal with this shit. I'm not fucking walking out and saying, fuck all y'all, you know? That's disrespectful to each and every one of you. <laughs> RuPaul. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. But look at me. Look at me, goddamn it. I, you, I come yes. from the same goddamn place Which she is, comes from. Which is, and here I am. You see me walking out? No, I'm not walking out. I fucking learn how to act around people and how to deal with shit. I'm not fucking walking out and saying, fuck all y'all, you know? That's disrespectful to each of you. Four to five, nailed it. That was amazing, you did well. <laughs> you I'm like slightly me. trying not to like fangirl either. I'm trying to like keep it cool. I remember watching you. <laughs> yeah, very cool that you're here. Very cool that you're on our podcast. I'm trying to keep it cool though. Yeah, because you're like a fashion girl. Yeah. That's like your world. Well, like watching that's what made me want to go to like fashion school and everything. Like this is very, very cool for me. I'm like, I think she put those earrings on for me. I did, I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love them, so they're a home run. I well tried done. really hard. <laughs> um, okay, so our first question is just how did you react when you first got the call to compete? I was actually really excited. I got an email. I kind of had to like double check, like, is this real? I think this is real. <laughs> and then I was, you know, I mean, how can you say no? Because yeah. normally to get on a reality show, you're like applying, you're like clawing at them to like pay attention to you. And this email was more like, hello, like we're producing a Project Runway All-Stars and we're inviting the winners you know, we're inviting you. We did. They didn't really tell you what was going on. Oh, you didn't was, know it was winners. I didn't know it was all winners at the time. Huh. But 
it was almost like they were saying like, do you think you'd be interested in doing this? And it was like, kind of like, Oh, that's a nice approach. Yeah. I was, I think my answer was like, well, it's obviously an honor to be invited back. Um, fashion, I'm very into fashion and competition. I'm very competitive. So I love, I love the, the idea of putting those two things together and when else can you do it other than project runway? So yeah. Were you surprised that they called you or like after you won your season, were you just kind of expecting it's like, when am I going to go back guys? I killed it. Why are you not calling me now? <laughs> yeah. I mean a little bit, you're kind of thinking like maybe one day there'll be an all stars version and now it's here, but I, and they didn't tell us it was the last season they were ever going to do. Um, but once we got there, I kind of could feel it. Like I was like, I don't know what you would even do with a show after this, right? True. Like, mm -hmm. You're bringing the winners from around the world. How do you top that? So it was funny because it is actually the last time they are doing Project Runway All-Stars. Do you feel like you went into it because you had won the first time around? You went into it kind of just knowing how it works, way more prepared. You kind of knew how the television side of it works. Or did you go into it and just felt like a brand new experience? I went into it thinking I knew how it worked. <laughs> um, you know, wondering things like, you know, what's more important right now? Like, should I be giving them TV? Should I be giving them fashion? Like, there's a balance there for sure. Mm -hmm. um, personalities stay on the shows longer. A lot of times, like, the work is kind of secondary to that, I think, anyway, when I watch shows. 100%. But, um... Yeah, I definitely went in there thinking, I honestly thought it was going to be, um, maybe they brought some people, not even necessarily winners, but um, designers from other countries in to compete against American Project Runway contestants. So I went in thinking, oh, I'm just going to go clean house and, you know. Interesting. But then I got there and then they were like, oh, these these five designers are back for their third time. And wow, that's insane. They're like, you know, air kissing the cameraman and like, <laughs> they know like, the oh, whole crew. <laughs> hey, executive producer, how are you doing today? And I'm like, who's everybody? Like, I don't know anybody here, so. But I think that shows with you too, because you're uh, on such a camera, they feel really authentic. They feel really you, like you're not trying True. to portray a character. It's you, it's your opinions, and it's very raw. I actually completely agree with you because I'm watching the show too and I'm the only one who's kind of just saying stuff on the fly like that's what comes to my mind I feel like I get called out a lot some people say it's being an asshole I say it's calling just saying the truth and I think a lot of the commentary from the other designers sounds very rehearsed and sounds like they planned it and they were like sitting there they wrote it in their notebook before <laughs> right yeah. though kind of I'm glad I'm not the only one thinking that but no I've always um you know maybe it's a a blessing and a curse to just say what's on your mind, but I also think I know everything about fashion. So what? Can I do? <laughs> um, okay, so I have a question. Obviously, besides yourself, what three designers do you want to see in the end? Like, if you're removed from the equation, um, I would like to see Cynthia. I think is wildly talented, and Christina is also very, very good at what she does. Um, I'm trying to think of an American designer that had any talent, but I can't. So, <laughs> Sunny Fong. <laughs> uh, been that, that was just I'm still confused why Sunny yeah. I'm so confused it was kind of like a downhill battle from there I was like oh well if they get rid of like that guy on day one <clears throat> you know kind of fishy like what's going on here <laughs> and I know politics is like the hottest thing in America right now like you can't no one can compete with like the Donald Trump political stuff going on so like it's not a surprise that it's bleeding into reality television even like it's just you know people want to be picking sides and being very like patriotic down there so 
Right, right. That's that's honestly <laughs> kind of what I was thinking too. I'm like, can they have a winner that's not American at the end? I guess we'll see. We'll see, but. I don't think so. So far, it seems like they're just picking off right. the internationals. Yes. And then, I mean, Anya was back on, representing from the American side, and mm-hmm. that girl didn't even know how to, like, sew or, like, cut a pattern. She's very good so. at draping, but, yeah, just doesn't. She just, yeah. she's positioned herself where she has people doing that now, so. Mm-hmm. How many people were helping her on that challenge? Oh, my God. It was, I like, mean, six tragic. people, and she still lost. I made her shorts on the two-color. Did you make them on purpose? The, no, the two-color <laughs> challenge, like the green and white shorts. If I was helping someone, though, I would, like, destroy their stuff on purpose. I would, like, make it, like, lopsided. Like, I'm not <laughs> helping you. This is a competition. Yeah. No, she was... I what like she secretly did. What, I see the twinkle in your eye. No, I mean, I would help her because I wasn't threatened by her. I mean, True. she was just the most <laughs> lovely, like, you just want to be around Anya. So, you know, you want her to be there longer for that because she was just so kind of warm and... She just, you know, she's just a great person to be around. But um, by no stretch of the imagination was she ever going to, you know, create a winning collection right. versus something anyone else in the room was going to do. Right. Just based on the fact that she had to make it with her own hands. That she could kind of pigeonhole, pigeonhole herself in with the type of techniques that she can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Are we ready to dive into the Thirsty Five? Ooh, Okay. So we have a thirsty five. You can usually, we would have made you take a shot for one question that you don't want to answer, but we're going to be nice. You don't need to do the shot. You can just pass on only one question, but you have to answer the rest. Okay. Pass or it. I can just answer all of them, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they're not that bad. We went easy this time. And you start off. Okay. So it's fuck, marry, eliminate. It's Anthony, Sean, and Dimitri. I'm lost. So you know, like, fuck, marry, kill? No. You don't know this game? Out of these three, you have to fuck one, marry one, and eliminate one. Usually it's kill, but we'll say eliminate. Well, obviously I'm going to fuck Sean. Um, who are the other two? Dimitri and Anthony Ryan. Um, I probably... Oh, God. I don't know. I don't want to marry either of them. <laughs> I want to kill both of them. <laughs> actually, you know what? I've actually, I'd marry Dimitri now after seeing the show. I've noticed like a softer, more human side to him. Interesting. Like competing next to him. It was like, this guy is wait, like robotic, pretentious. Like I had no huh. clue who he was. And I think there's been little glimpses of like a softer Dimitri that I wish I would have gotten to know him while I was there. Let's mm-hmm. say. Okay. Alyssa, Heidi, or Carly? Which one are you going on? Like, fuck, marry, or kill? Yeah. Alyssa, Heidi, or who? Carly Close. Oh, Carly Close. Definitely fuck Carly Close. Definitely marry Mm -hmm. Heidi Klum and kill Alyssa Milano. (laughs) Am I allowed to ask why is she the host? I think. What does she have to do with fashion? I think she bought the show. I think she invested in and was like, I'll give you the money, but I get to host. Just, okay, that makes sense. Because it's like, the only why? way. Yeah, why? It's literally the only way. <laughs> I'm so happy you said that because I'm just sitting here. I'm like, she has to be married into someone who does this. Or like, she is just like, I don't know. She's got something else someone. I think she bought it. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Because that, they had that model doing the first couple seasons who was like, and now designers. And she was just so boring. Yeah. And so they were like, the show was probably going to get canceled. They probably couldn't find a model with personality because they're really hard to find. We'll see if Carly Kloss has that. And then they were like, well, let's get some TV person. And then I think Alyssa Milano was like, well, I've got some money to put into a show and I want to be more fashion because I have stuff that sells at a sporting arena. And like, <laughs> so they were like, okay, well, let's go with her. And, 
And then she got pregnant, and then that happened. And then she looked like Kris Jenner, and then for my season, I mean, she was, she was lovely, don't get me wrong. Yeah. At least, like, she compiles her own thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like, Georgina Chapman had to check everyone else's scorecard before she gave her own score, which is, like, what? Um, but Alyssa was, I respect Alyssa by the end. I went in thinking that I was going to care the least about what she had to say, and I ended up caring the most about what Alyssa's opinion was at the end. I guess that kind of goes into our Literally. other question with the judges. <laughs> so between those three judges, not fuck Mary Kell, but like which one do you disagree with the most? I think Isaac Mizrahi. I think I went in with so much like adoration for the man, and then because we see it in the first episode too, you're like, "Hi, Isaac Mizrahi." I mean, <laughs> he made unzipped. Like he was like, a, you know, he's legend. Yes, and I just think that he, you know. It was more about the sound of his own voice than what's coming out of his mouth. That's sad. Yeah, it was like I, I, a lot of times when he would, he'd be like doing these like facial expressions and like really playing this like intellectual kind of obscure descriptions of stuff that I think at the end of the day just like, I don't know who he thinks he's talking to, but I think he just likes talking. Um, I wanted more... Depth to him. Like, I wanted to understand his critiques more. Like, at one point, he was, like, saying that on the red carpet challenge, like, oh, well, Bedell and Django did the same dress sort of with this small front and this big back. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, like, I don't know. At some point, he says, well, this red might as well be black. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> but, you know, I guess you know what that means. So, um, And then Alyssa, like kind of take it or leave it, says what she thinks, and is very kind of like, like, I think Alyssa really thinks she's like this star of like television. And like, <laughs> she's super like, lives this famous life. And so like, she just knows and she's there to know. And, and I think that's endearing, you know, like she kind of waddles out and tells you about fashion. And you're like, okay, I went from she Iman. She out. <laughs> I went from Iman who walked out like, she oh. was on a cloud to, Alyssa Milano kind of waddles out and starts telling you about, like, <laughs> you know, stuff about style. And, and then the guest judges don't help either. Like, who are they? I don't know, but NASCAR? <laughs> Sorry, if NASCAR came in. I would be in, so offended if I was a fashion designer. I know what I'm doing is some NASCAR. Like, what? Who are you? Why are you telling me what to do? Like, it was fun. And, like, I don't know, like, you're kind of knowing, like, this is going to be something I'm going to be on a podcast joking about one day, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's for the story. It is, and it's, you know, you, I, you take it as seriously as you can, you know? It is a real thing happening. There's obviously, like, budget. It's New York City. There's, like, way, way more people working on this show than Project Runway Canada ever had. And, you know, American viewer demographic types, I guess, are into this, and... You know, fashion people don't watch Project Runway. Like, people, people watch Project Runway. Right. And you're not leaving, you know... Project Runway Canada was a little different because it was like suddenly Evan Bedell was the biggest name in Canadian fashion. Mm -hmm. Whereas in New York City, they'll drop you out of Project Runway and you're like, oh, well, there's still Donna Karen, there's still Marc Jacobs, there's Calvin Klein down the street. So what? it didn't really push the same... in the same way, but... um. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, you kind of think about who's watching, and that's why all these guest judges make sense, because they're more like TV, and then the models, right. and then the... It's just to bring in the viewers, really. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, like, 
American shows do get more viewership, but you were a bigger name after you came off the Canadian version. Do you, like, what do you find, like, did, did you get a lot more followers just being on this American one, or do you find that you actually got more attention from the Canadian version? Well, it's it's hard to compare, just because there's there was no social media when right. I won Project Runway Canada. Um, I've gotten mostly, like, older hairy, larger gay men that are really fanning out hard. Perfect. I think they're like more into me than my clothes. Like it's like whatever I'm making is secondary, but you're really cute and nice legs. Like I get like a lot of that. It's funny. I'm like, I mean, that is very interesting, right? Like, great for my, I guess, dating potential. I don't know. But <laughs> Would you go on a date with a fan? Um... I don't know if I was into them. <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah, like do fans slide into your DMs? I mean, I could play you a hilarious yes. voicemail. I don't know if we'll do that right now, but you can let me know if you want to hear it. It's Always. pretty. It's pretty great. Oh my I've god! I've had to yes. share it with with all my friends. Let's hear it. I want to hear. <laughs> oh my god! I'm so excited for this. This is really funny. Ooh. I don't know who this person is, where they are from. And they just got your number randomly? No, they'll find me on Instagram, because so you can message people Oh, okay, okay. And then he, like, sent me this hilarious voicemail. Oh, come on, where is it? Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you get creepy things, too? Honestly, like, I used to, but not anymore. I'm, I'm just like, because, I don't know. It's weird. When you're on TV, it really is the thing. I don't need to watch another episode to know I really like you. You're sexy as fuck. And I'm so proud that you lost all that weight. It's very impressive. You look great. You have beautiful, sexy eyes. I love your style. And that Mountie jacket was awesome. <laughs> I agree. Without the buttons, it would have been a lot better. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm actually gonna be looking forward to watching it tomorrow, and I hope you win. I send you a big kiss by sexy man. Oh, oh my, my god! That needs to be your answering machine. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and that is perfect in every sense. Of, oh, and he's like the buttons. But, he's got opinions the, no, on the buttons. But I tell ya, those buttons. <laughs> <laughs> That is Thank great. Thank you so much for that. Please make that your voicemail. Uh, <laughs> oh wow, that that's that's great. But that, it's that funny, right? Like you're going on the show for. You're not getting the attention about the clothes. I'm getting a lot of attention about just the character. So that's I guess that's the, TV is now. Right? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Do we want to take a short break and shift gears to Drag Race? Awesome. Sure. <laughs> hey, you is here. Oh my God, neither of us can do that. Over 200 reality shows. It's good stuff. Go to heyyou.ca or download the app to get your favorite reality shows for $5.99 per month. Hey, you. Reality on demand. The thirst is real. All right, today's thirst quencher is the epic RuPaul Drag Race All Stars 4 finale, which left us with our first ever. Two winners, we have a tie, Monet Exchange, and Trinity Taylor. I need to know all your thoughts. Oh my gosh. So, I've been thinking about this kind of a lot, actually. Me too. Because, <laughs> because Drag Race was always the show that the pecking order made sense. Yes. Right? Like, 100%. you kind of watched the winner win. Yes. And that was what was so great about it, but then that was also what was so predictable about it. So this season, I think, was the first time you saw, and I thought, like, 
you know, everyone's mad about Manella, but I was like, what about Valentina? Like, they got rid of Valentina. So early. So early. Like, I thought that they started Drag Race season four to give Valentina a crown. That was 100%. my prediction from the beginning. I was yeah. like, just give it to her. She's the one who's going to win in life. We all know that. She already is. And they got rid of her. And then Manella went the next time. And so you're like, okay, well, we're seeing this change and like something's going on here. True, yeah. Like politics again, bleeding into reality TV. I would just, I would like to live in a world where politics have nothing to do with reality television, but I think we don't live in that world anymore. Yeah, like the best person, the most deserving wins. Yeah. Now it's, it's a little different too, because you have to consider like, when I look at Trinity, who is polished as fuck, like there's not a hair out of place. It looks very expensive. Everything she does looks like she's invested way more money than these other queens. And so, you know, okay, yes, she came out, her performances were on point, she was funnier. She, she, she won Drag Race. Yes. For sure. Now, is that because she spent more on her costumes? That's probably part of it. Is it because of her, bud- her bigger budget? I've kind of thought about like, okay, I do love her. I do think she should have won. I, I think she deserves it. They don't have a budget cap or anything. They they just spend whatever they want. I actually don't know, but she looked way more like those costumes, I'm telling you. Yeah, it does seem like it for sure. That that shouldn't be fair at all, but I mean... But the pecking order just started to... After Valentina went, I kind of was like, I'm I'm... I don't know who's going to yeah, win now. And then Manila <laughs> went too, and you're like, okay, well, now it's anybody's game. And then, so it made it exciting to watch. And, um, but I don't know. And then it kind of got to the end. And then there was like these three white queens coming out being like, we have the crowns. And then like three black queens with a white queen kind of competing for the one crown. And yeah. so you've got all this tension. So the viewer's like, gah. Everybody wants a woman of color to take this crown. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, let's live in that yeah. world, but fucking earn it. Fucking, I don't think if you're going to tell any of them that they got it because they were black, they're going to be happy. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, and then it was like, but I don't know, Monet exchange to me was like in the pecking order would have been like Monet before Valentina, Monet before Manila, Manila, Monet before Naomi, Monet before Monique, Monet before Trinity. So I was like kind of shocked that Monet came out of the top because I thought she really didn't do the best. Yeah. And I mean, it's just nuts because they had to me a clear winner with Naomi Smalls. Like I don't I agree. understand how the, a team of people sat in a room and was like, yeah, you know, like Monet exchange over Naomi Smalls. Like this makes sense. I get it. They want to remedy the the you know like the the remedy of the situation of having already three white queens. But like, yeah, this is not the way to go about it at all. I think if anything, like, kind of makes some mockery of the situation. And it's like two people won. Like what? That's, yeah. It's, When's it's the so, tiebreaker? It's just so <laughs> lackluster of an ending. And Drag Race is like such a buildup of a show. You want it to end with a bang, and it just ends with like kind of you feel deflated. But then there was like, here's the thing too. This is the conversation they had. So you give it to Trinity, you end up with four white as fuck blonde queen winners. Yep. (laughs) And three women of color losing, right? So that ending can't happen. Because no one's going to be happy with that. I'd be pissed about that. What would you do if you were the producer? What would you do? I mean, I would have given it to Naomi. (laughs) But that's just because I think that um, she seems like the one who's going to win in real life. Mm -hmm. Naomi is the best at Instagram. Naomi is the youngest. 
She showed the most. Says so much if you're good at Instagram now. That's everything. That's the whole point of it. She is the. She had the most growth by the time she came out in that Galliano Couture Dior. You're kind of like. Give it to her. Yeah. For that alone. <laughs> Literally. What are you doing now? Uh, and, you know, and then, but I just think that, okay, so they didn't go that way. They went with, they went with Monet, and I'm still trying to wonder if I want to go see Monet ever. I don't know that I would go get a ticket for that. I don't know. I don't know what the appeal is. She's a, she definitely won the final lip sync though yeah yeah see that's the part that kind of screws it all up is I she think did kind of outperformer 100% i would rather go and see monet but if i want to see something like pretty and like well put together i would go for that you know what i naomi mean naomi smalls so yeah so i guess that's the tie but it's just it's just i don't know they do something well monet's like nice you know i'm happy for her like i think that she has this like yeah. beautiful soul and you love her but like They've said it a million times. It's not, that's not what this competition's about. Yeah. It really isn't. It's about being the most fierce. It's not being the nicest. And like, I don't know. It was a bit confusing. I did like digest it. People have been really struggling with this. Yeah. Me too. I'm not kidding. Like, and Neil has been like losing (laughs) sleep about it. Like my other friends have been like really struggling. Like, I've been like reading as much as I can to try to understand. And apparently like RuPaul went and recorded the tie after so it was never from the get-go intentional they filmed both of them winning and then they were just gonna air whoever won which is already so stupid why did they do the ending like that where they like no one even knows if they won it's like the reaction isn't genuine i want to see someone win and cry and it's their genuine reaction not a pre-recorded i think it was because in all stars 2 alaska (laughs) told her boyfriend now ex-boyfriend that she had won and it got out so it was like spoiled Oh, well, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I don't, like, get spoiled, if really. you don't want spoilers, there's a way to watch a show without getting the spoilers. If you want spoilers, you should absolutely go and look and also, get your spoilers. Um, Shangela should have taken the third crown. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that this is another thing Some, that the fan base doesn't get. It's not RuPaul, especially the Shangela decision. It was the other queens that we all need to be mad at. But that's where it started. That's where it started. You're absolutely right. That's where they fucked up. Yeah. And that became almost like a, like, I don't want to say mean girl type situation, but really the queens didn't like Shangela Mm -hmm. and didn't vote her into the top two when she was clearly the most deserving based on the work that she did in the competition. But you could say the same, you know, with Manila and with Valentina. Like, you're kind of like, okay, so... You keep giving them the power, but then that's kind of shaking it up, and it does take away that predictability about RuPaul's Drag Race, you know? True. And I do like I do like that that at that point in this season, once Valentina Manila left, we were like the fan base was kind of like, what now? Like, how is this actually going to play out? I did like that. I'm just not happy with how it played out. But there's a lot of <laughs> I've actually read some stuff about why is Monet having to share her crown with Trinity, and that she clearly won the final sort of like lip sync and she clearly won the final challenge too as far as the singing and dancing and whatever so there's also that side of the coin where like why did they slip trinity in there at the end i was gonna say what's the fan reaction like online do we know like who's the favorite right now yeah i actually have the numbers that were actually (laughs) so insane because i've like been doing investigative journalism so based on the retweets which matter monet exchange had three thousand Monique Carter at 4,000, 
Naomi Spalls had 7,000 and then Trinity Taylor had 12,000. So the gap from like 12,000 to 3,000 is a insane. huge gap. Um, I could understand a couple hundred, but... Oof, thousands. Like, when the episode started, like we looked at each other, if Monet takes this, I quit. Like that was the kind of like, we were so done with her, like getting through, getting through, getting through, yeah. like for weeks now. And then like, so then it's again, it's one of these endings where you're like, oh my God, well, you know. I guess they got their surprise ending that everyone's going to be shocked. That's what it is. They just want something that people end up talking about forever. And True. it's worked. You guys have been doing yeah. so much research into this. It's like the butterflies. <laughs> people talk about the butterflies forever. True. It did rattle the fan base. Um, okay. I swear they killed those butterflies on purpose. Like, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> they, like, suffocated them. They knew. Them. Um, okay, so do you, to wrap up, do you have any high hopes for season 11? Anybody that you're rooting for? Have you looked at the cast yet? Obviously, Brooklyn Heights. Oh, yeah, Toronto representing. Oh, I haven't next seen it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, so we have a Toronto queen, the first Canadian ever, Brooklyn Heights, that like performed at like Cruise and Tango Woody. Is she amazing? I think she has yeah. what it takes to yes. go all the way at the end. It's just cool. Drag Race has now been so unpredictable that like it could be a weird is challenge. Is this our first Canadian queen? Yeah. Oh, you guys, that's so yeah. exciting. So I know her. She was in my studio recently. I was taking measurements. Okay. Oh, so that is so exciting. You might get a little bit of a uh, Canadian crossover going on in the reality TV world in New York. So. This makes me so oh, that's happy. great. Oh, this is going to be great. You need to come back once that's on. We should talk about all the looks. Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been so much fun. Yes, um, thank you. You made like a little little Netta's dream come true. Okay. <laughs> okay. I feel like this was a total bitch session. So. Oh, it was. That's, that's always what we do. So. But, okay, welcome. good. Because I feel like my, I, was, I really kept my composure last time, but I just let it all hang out. So, so there you go. No, I love it. That's very on brand for us. 